if you have a problem figuring out if you're for Trump or Joe Biden, then you ain't black. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter, follow us at Hanging With Apes, go on over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com, sign up for our newsletter, and if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Well, as you all heard from that intro, according to ex-Vice President Joe Biden, Democratic President presidential nominee joe biden if you have a trouble if you're having trouble choosing between him and donald trump that means you are not black that is wildly insane so much of that rhetoric ties into the sort of stuff that dinesh d'souza has talked about in hillary's america and like how the democrats have a history of racism and wanting to like own the black vote and giving the yeah. black voter very little. What the fuck was he thinking? Dude assumed, assumed that, that uh, he was safe in saying that to, a, I'm actually surprised Charlemagne didn't say nothing about that, but I think they were rushing it, rushing the interview to, to wrap kinda, it up. Yeah. They to, were already wrapping it up. Yeah. Cause Char- Charlemagne, that was Joe Biden's goodbye, essentially. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I wonder how Charlemagne feels like about the situation. Obviously, I would assume that he would vote for for Biden. I don't know, but he has come out and said since then that Biden represents the system and has been an intricate part of the system that has incarcerated blacks on a mass scale. So. He recognizes Biden as an establishment Democrat who has never really done much for the black community, but has promised them a lot. Yeah. And honestly, if we're going to be on the issue of of that, like incarceration and all that, uh, the prison reform was passed through Trump. Yeah. And and which is there. It is a it is a bipartisan topic. Yeah. Bipartisan issue. But why during this, his era then? Right. And, and Trump has approached it from a bipartisan standpoint. Um, right. But, but the it Obama makes no administration s- didn't do anything. And, and, yeah. and while Biden was in the Obama administration, he didn't, you know, uh, he wasn't out there fighting for that or, you know, yeah. ever even mentioning it. Yeah. He did say that. Mitt Romney would put y'all back in chains, though. He did say that. That also was from Joe Biden. He He's just, what the fuck is he's wrong wild, with you? He's, he's a wild guy. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, let, motherfuckers let that shit fly for so long that he probably, even now, is like, what? He probably feel well, not what in the sense that, like, he don't remember where he's at because that could also be a possibility in his realm right now. 
but also in the fact that like he said things like this before. It's it's not the first time, and 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 you're just intellectually dissing black people. Like so, you're saying that they just can't pick. They don't have the capacity to think for themselves and. Well, I don't know if you 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 saw, but within the hour, two hours or so, Trump's campaign on Snapchat put out uh, an ad where yeah. they took Kanye talking to Big Boy, and yeah. where Kanye is mentioning, you know, how the white liberal is so adamant about who the black voter votes for. Yeah, and he was like, you know, it's not about that. It's about us having the freedom to choose and to think about who we want to rock with. And it's crazy because the Kanye thing, you know, Kanye supporting Trump, it's not that fresh of a issue of, it's not that fresh of a topic, but it also isn't that old either. So it really does bring back all that stuff. And it, it really kind of makes Kanye look even more of a genius. Like you see what the fuck I was telling y'all, like, this is what I was trying to like point out to y'all. That this is what these motherfuckers are on. On top of the fact that people of color, it seems as though, I mean, if you go off social media on a relatively mass scale, do rock with Trump, like Hispanics, blacks, like it's kind of wild and... I don't know. Like I, I, I like I, it's just I. I don't. I don't know if that was necessarily. It might. I would. It's probably too early to say that that was a, a campaign death blow. But I think what that definitely did was make it where many voters of color who were on the fence already. Yeah. Are going to remain on the fence. I don't think that that was enough to make people to like jump on the Trump train, but it, I think that could have been enough to make a segment of people be like, ah, you know what? I'm not going to vote. Fuck this shit. And I think that you've mentioned before on this show, and and I've always felt this way as well, that like white liberals always like there was something off about them in the fact that like they they're so passionate about. Uh, colored people's issues and this, this, and that. Oh, I'm gonna march with you. I'm gonna be, and it's like it's almost very jarring. Yeah. And I think if you if you actually break that down psychologically, it's it, it's almost in a way to kind of be able to say things like this, you know, to to create a space where like, well, no, I was there with you. Remember, yeah. I've, been, I've been riding for you, so I could say shit like this. I get a pass. I get a black card, my friend. And it's like, well, or all you remember, remember I said no to the wall. Uh, Hey, hey, listen, this stuff is on the table now. Now you really have to vote for me because it's just like what Obama did with with uh, the the dreamers thing. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do shit for you. all I'm going to do shit for you. all I'm going to do shit for you. all Nothing ever happened. All of a sudden you're going against Mitt Romney. Hey, listen, we're almost there. And nothing came of that. Yeah. But that's because you you play this game of like, oh, uh, I'm with you guys. I'm here with, uh, fighting the, the the that young ass fight with you. But really, what you're doing is is in a way it's kind of like psychological warfare. You're you're this propaganda that this person is. These people are against you. I'm here to protect you. And then when you actually see the track record, you see no results. 
And I think that's probably what, what, what becomes a very frustrating issue because, again, we go back to Trump and the prison reform. If you indeed are the most racist, fucking horrible, homophobic person that all you like is Aryan whites, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You Like, if you actually break down some of that prison reform, it... it, it switched things up when it came to like the drug offenses mm-hmm. why do you get this time for for cocaine uh you know uh, possession but then this for crack possession and you know like those are the issues that are, that are at hand with with a bill like that and it's like well this just doesn't make sense like if if trump is who you say he is this does not make sense to be on the table yeah you know what i mean even care about it not only that but like he was on uh i don't know if you saw that uh round table discussion he had with uh, it, it was uh I don't know if it was an alderman from Detroit or or a politician from Detroit. She's a Democrat. And and actually it was a round table with all black politicians talking about oh we we get a black university here and this this and that. They're having a civil discussion, productive discussion. He's Republican, she's Democratic. They're being friendly with each other. Like this makes no sense if you Go off of the narrative that the media gives you. If you go off of the narrative that 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 uh, people that didn't vote for him and and and, and hate him and at all costs will tweet about him, like it just doesn't make sense. Why would you do that? Yeah. If that if your base is supposedly the most racist people ever. And and what you were saying about the white liberal is very true. And you know what movie does a pretty good job of displaying that is Get Out. The parents. It's like yes. like when 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 the boyfriend is walking with the dad and the 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 dad is like yeah I would have voted for Obama a third term if I could have like all that type of shit yeah it's just like that really is not necessary number one number two you're trying to get cool points it's this like very fake validation that you're trying to give. And it's just not authentic. What comes off as truly respectful and proper is when you hold your ground for whatever the issue is, but it it be based on something legitimate and not racist. A, A good example is like voting for Mitt Romney instead of Obama but not because Mitt Romney is white, it's just because you agree with his policies more than Obama's. If you're a white person and that's your stance, there's nothing racist about that. Like there's nothing wrong with that. There's not, and and the white liberal that like intentionally makes it, makes a display of, oh, well, you know, I, I was for Obama and this Trump guy and all of this stuff. It's like, well, you're just you're 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 overdoing it, and and you're riding the coattails of Obama. Like, stand on your own feet. Definitely, and and you there should be a lot more that you that you care about other than just like how you look to voters of a of a different color. Yeah, and you know it dawned on me you mentioning Get Out because like what is it that they seek to achieve with this young black man? To, was to, to get his mind to and, and to like to like uh make him docile to so that they can uh, they can capitalize and Malcolm X 
he has had a quote about that about the white liberal and and pretty much I, I don't want to misquote him, but it, the quote was something along the lines of like how sometimes you should be more weary of the white liberal than you should of the white conservative because the white liberal is pretty much uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing yeah, type situation. And, and I think that that's, that's very, uh, it seems to be true in a lot of ways because even, even the stuff that you see I would even venture to say that sometimes the white liberals way of going about things and like their attempts to show that they're not racist yeah are, is like some of the most racist shit you know what I'm saying because it's like essentially what you're doing is you're not really giving the respect to the other person or to the other race, if you will, to think and feel how they choose to think and feel. It's like you almost sort of want to manufacture it. Like, for instance, when Trump ha- when Trump said to to like black people in urban communities, vote for me. What the hell do you have to lose? Yeah. A lot of people took that as racist. Yeah. But the way that I saw it is like, well, like he pretty much is keeping it real with them. Like, look at what the history of voting for Democrats has caused. Look at your neighborhoods. Look yeah. at the urban environments. Look at the inner city. At <laughs> this point, if you vote for me, honestly, like, what do you have to lose? People are like, oh, he's demeaning people of 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 um, of uh, of low income, uh, people of color, and everything like that. Well, no, I think what he's doing is. He's acknowledging that their situation isn't the best. Yeah. Their schools aren't the best. What they have going for them opportunity-wise isn't the best. And he's saying, well, maybe let's try something different. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of a situation I was in one time. This guy was, like, in front of me, standing in front of me, and and basically smelled really bad, like really bad. And then he was like trying to ask me a question and I was like, bro, like, listen, I answered it first of all. And then I was like, listen, you smell like shit. You need to go shower. Like you need to, you need to wash your ass. And like he said, well, why you got to be mean like that? I was like, well, actually I'm not being mean. I'm actually probably being the most caring person right now because yeah. I have nothing to lose or nothing or nothing to gain from this by telling you this. I'm actually glad that I'm the one telling you this because I don't want like a girl to tell you this or somebody that you're talking to that needs to take you seriously to 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 smell you like this and see you in this state. So if I were you, I would probably. <laughs> right? yeah. I was like, I would probably like, I would be thankful for that. And then he's like, and then he he kind of like rationalizes. All right, well, thank you then. But like, I'm I'm being honest. Like, you really smell really bad. It's like like someone that has someone in their tooth, right? Mm-hmm. And like. You know that they're about to go to a job interview. And, hey, excuse me, you have some like it's probably not the most comfortable thing, you know. Yeah, but, but you, you tell them you rather so that that they're better presented, or or, or uh, what do you call it? They're presentable, better presentable. Too many people nowadays don't mistake being kind and nice <laughs> with being soft. Like there is a difference. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and. Like a person may not have told that person and they'll be like, oh, well, I didn't want to make them feel bad. I'm being nice. I'm a nice person. 
No, you're a soft person because you could be you could be a nice person and not be soft. Like what you did, I think, is a pretty nice thing. Like, listen, man, you smell really bad. Like people are not going to want to talk to you or with you. If you got a girl or whatever. She ain't going to rock with this type of shit. Go wash up. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. Like you didn't yeah. what did you say? Like you didn't say your mom's a whore. Like, yeah. like why did your mom birth you, you piece of shit? Like like you like there's nothing inherently like mean about yeah. what you said, but too many people think that way. But then that's also because of politics by and large, because we like the whole political correctness, it has really developed into a culture where it's starting to come full circle, really, because that what Joe Biden said was really so damn aggressive, but it was so aggressive because he has become so laxed with this idea and with this notion that it's just inherent that a black person is going to vote for a Democrat and like the audacity to not only just think that, but to actually say that out loud, if you have trouble choosing between me or Trump, then you ain't black. What? How? Please yeah. rationalize that. Like, explain that. And that's where Charlemagne could have did a, a better job because I'd be like, all right, well, well, before you go, like, what's your logic behind what you just said? Yeah. And, be you, and you know... Oh, because, like, one, one thing that I think Charlemagne... And that's why I don't really think he's cut out for politics. Like... He's a great interviewer. He's actually like one of the best out there when it comes to like like celebrities and stuff like that. But when it comes to this stuff, I do feel like he's a little bit out of his depth because he's still too caught up in the American. And I mean, he's not caught up enough in the American agenda. And he's just like, he's he's very caught up in the black agenda. Like, what are you going to do? for for me and and my community and the thing is i think like you start to take on a very dangerous path you start to venture down a very dangerous path when you when you become like your the agendas that you root for are too segmented like for instance you and i we were having a conversation with with one of our friends recently and he was saying that despite Joe Biden's comments, he was still willing to vote for him because of the the student loan debt forgiveness and, and that whole type of thing. Yeah. And we were talking about like whether or not we thought that that was a possibility, whether or not we thought that that was something that would be. And then you were saying how, depending on how things go economically, you could see even Trump pushing that just in, in in the reference of in the in the reference mindset of well getting the economy better making things better and i was like yeah maybe maybe not because that would be a lot more debt to incur for the nation and then you know on taxpayers and and everybody else who's going to have to come up with the money yeah. to to bridge that gap and as we were talking about that, I was like, damn, that's that agenda, although it would help our friend, it is kind of a selfish agenda. Pretty much what you're saying is let everybody else deal with the problem that I am in or me and my family are in 
well, that that's not cool. And I think that's what happens with Charlemagne is like when you say, oh, well, what I care about is what, what the presidential candidate is going to do for my community. Well, really, what you should care about is what they're going to do for America. And if you're operating in a certain manner, you will reap those benefits. Like imagine yeah. if rich people, and that's the thing that like, you, you got to be careful. We talked about this with, with white people, like like during during the Obama era, and we talked about how, like white people might like in a way get their revenge because it's like all these these things are being put on them, put on them, put on them, and so you started to see a little bit of that with the Tea Party movement, yeah, and then, which with Trump's base, like you you start to see that not that they're necessarily racist or inherently racist or anything like that, but they're kind of sick and tired of of being the butt of the jokes if you will yeah what if rich people like i'm talking about the jeff bezos and the billionaires of the world started having their own agenda when it came to when it came to elections and was like oh well the presidential candidate that we want is the person is the person that's gonna that that's gonna uh do like what we want them to do for us and 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 everything like that and they could manipulate an election and like they have way more power to do it. It shouldn't be based off of their agenda either. It should just be based off of a blanketed agenda that affects everybody yeah. and how you go about it. And you le- you left the decision or you leave the decision to, to the individual to then create their community. Right. But but but. Matter of fact, let me give you an example. Charlemagne is too caught up with. Yeah. Like, oh, well, the agenda for the black community, the black community. But like, like, f- for example, for him, or or you know, even better, because uh, since we even talked about the book recently, like, like for example, Fifty Cent, right? The show Power has a black writer, black directors, black actors. That was a natural, organic situation that was left up to 50 cent to pick and to create mm-hmm. it's nobody holding a gun like you need to hire blacks you at, at the time is now you know or, or like scorsese you need to you need to hire mob looking italians yeah get those guineas you know what i'm saying like no it's just you naturally have the you you were in that world or you were around those people and you were interested you were captivated and it became something of a community in which you created something but that was left up to the individual because we're individuals. Yeah, it's authentic, as opposed to where you are so focused on one set of of people. When when like you said, you, you're kind of missing the big, the macro. Like at the end of the at the end of the day, what's more important, just one group of people or the opportunity for all people? Right. Right. Because then at that point, that's great. Like. Charlemagne, you're in a position where you could, you know, like put people in positions if they're suited for it and if they worked for it and if they're prepared for that, whatever, you know, race, color, creed, that's up to you. But now you hold that power as an individual. And I think that's that's what what's scary about what Biden's saying, because what Biden's saying is like, well, no, you guys are the sheep and you guys just say yes. okay, just say yes. You know, like I, it's it's very, it's pretty demoralizing, especially for like, if I was a black person that always voted left to hear that 
from dude and like then to see that like there hasn't been any results I'd be very demoralized because it'd be like fuck like so I'm some type of bitch now like you just think that you could just say whatever the fuck you want you know do whatever you do and then ignore the issues because that's what happens at the end they're not ever addressed like because you because some black kid gets shot right and then you just say oh well that's a tragedy that's bad we need to be better that doesn't do anything yeah you know action does you know creating a better environment um actually prioritizing the people that would be affected we were just talking in pre-production about like teachers right and and it was a book you put me on uh the curse of the high iq and and i always felt this way about teachers in the sense that like they don't a lot of teachers because there is other teachers like like Ern's uh, cousin. You yeah. could tell that's a good teacher. Yeah. Because like, but that's a, like a very he's a very well rounded person. Yeah. But a lot of teachers, what you end up seeing is that there's they teach because it's a job. Yeah. Oh, it was a job. It was there. I I got the education for it, and I got a curriculum and. Here, learn this. This is what it says here. So I guess we'll learn this. But, like, what kid wants to learn from that? As opposed to, like, again, Ernie's cousin, who is an enthusiastic person. Like, you just like... Every time we would ever sit down with dude, it was just a good-ass conversation. Yeah, and well-rounded. Like, this dude... And, like, it, it, does, he could talk about... Like, we've talked about gangs and, and like... But not just, all oh, gang-banging shit, like... The, the psyche and the psychology behind gang members. Like, if, if this guy was enthusiastic about knowledge, he had a thirst for knowledge. Yes. And he liked to also listen to other people that were in that same sort of realm. Yeah, it, that's that's few and far between. Yeah. And that's the same thing when it comes to politicians, especially when you see the career politicians, like the yeah. guys like Biden this is pretty he's pretty much one of those teachers at this point with the the drawn out pre-drawn out curriculum like oh yeah this is what we're gonna learn from do i get a pension yeah like that type of shit is there a union and and it's funny that we even like ventured into this part of the subject because michael moore recently said and you know michael moore is a huge left winger but he recently said that it's his assertion that Joe Biden does not have the energy to even go against Trump in a campaign. He 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 just doesn't the the enthusiasm, the energy that it yeah. would take to go against Trump. Because I would say that that Trump that right now definitely doesn't have a high energy level. Like if you see him in press conferences yeah. and when he's talking. He is is beaten down. Like, yeah. you could tell. You, like, his spirit... I wouldn't say it's broken, but you could see that he's definitely, like... Honestly, I could even see him thinking, like, damn, do I even want a second term type thing? Yeah. Because, because he, he does look tired. He does look beaten down. Anything that he says, like, it... it, it, it they take it and run with it. He could say, I was praying last night and the media will be like, oh, he's crazy. He was talking to an invisible entity, this and that. Like, No, they, you saw the golfing thing, right? Yeah. 
because you know you've been in on TV every day. You're there, and then you take a little moment of leisure, as any human, yeah, should be able to do. Like, oh, I'm I've been we're we're hustling and bustling. I'm gonna go for a walk real quick. Or I'm gonna go shoot a couple baskets, or you know, yeah, let me kind of get a little right, maybe read a little bit or something. Oh, look! This is what he's doing during a fucking pandemic. So, so it, it it's it's taxing, and yes, I do agree. He looks tired, but he also looks uh, uh, frustrated. Mm-hmm. For like you, you could tell when he sits there, he already knows the bullshit's coming. Yeah, someone's gonna say like, and then I showed you the video of uh. Them asking uh, about Pompeo, Pompeo having dog a dog walker. walker, and he's like, "We're we're here in this country, and this is what you you're thinking about. This is we're in a bad place if this is what you care about. That Pompeo has a dog walker because Pompeo is busy doing important things. So of course it makes sense for him to have someone walk his dog, like because he's making deals. That's his job. I would I rather him be doing that than washing dishes." And it's like, and then that's when I told you I was like, I hate even, being president. Even that they could have twisted and turned if they wanted to, because because he said he said maybe maybe uh, somebody's washing his dishes because his wife's not there. The media could have been like, oh, president assumes women should wash dishes. Like they could have yeah. turned that. Like, yeah, I'm shocked that that's not an actual article. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So th- literally anything. I mean, down to him, like, eating McDonald's. Like, do you see, like, all the articles that comes out every Bro. time? Like, dude has, like, uh, I don't know, whatever. He's drinking a Coke and, like, a bur- and he's eating a burger. He's an unhealthy, toxic, masculine male. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? It, what? Yeah. This it, is what you're writing about? Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's bonkers. So I will say that even in his low state of energy, though, he still has more energy hey, than the- Joe Biden. And... If and when he's able to get in campaign mode, which I still think that there's time before November to get in campaign mode, um, he's definitely going to have to up the energy level. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Obviously, he's great at rallies. I don't really foresee any rallies this year. I do think if I was his campaign, I would be heavily pushing for a debate though doesn't have to be a packed arena but you definitely want to get these two on the same stage you definitely want to because he i think if he's prepared he can he can like do circles around around biden now that is something that i've i've always thought about and i've always wondered how hard is that to be the president and dealing with everything that's going on as the president, but also be prepping and and campaigning. Like yeah, the, the has administration to, has to because like it's, it's a moment like where like let's say we're in a situation like that, right? And and there's something that 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 one of us has to do. Well, then the other one has to step up. Yeah. All right. Well, don't even worry about that shit. Like, we'll, we'll take care of this. We'll we'll give you briefings, but don't fucking yeah like fucking focus on the prize yeah. And I think that right now an administration that's competent and that's kind of on the same level is good. Like for example, 
Kaylee McEnany being an add-on for the for yeah, press secretary. To deal with the press, yeah. Amazing because you still get that Trump vibe from her. He doesn't have to worry about it. And this bitch is slaying motherfuckers. Like this she's just throwing. fucking dragon queening <laughs> motherfuckers. So like she's she's snapping off. Like that's decent. And that's something he doesn't have to worry about. I have someone witty, knows their shit. She's in tune with 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 uh my my base. From a grassroots level too. Yes. Yeah. And and that's where like you can't like like Burks and Fauci. That's decent, but you need someone that can manage them. You know, because like, cause, and what I mean by, by by that is like with this whole Corona thing, yeah. have somebody because like these are just quote unquote experts. But but like, and, and the only reason I say that is because the media plays to the fact that look how genius they are. Look at. They haven't looked very genius, nah. have they? That they're far from it. And I'm not knocking them either, because like in a world where a, a virus that's not really understood because it's new, like I wouldn't assume even the best of experts would know. But still, y'all motherfuckers are paying these guys like they're the most all-knowing people, and they're not. Yeah. So you take information from these people, and they're just part of an administration that's trying to deal with this situation but i'm saying get people that also know how to like like trump is very the reason why i feel that there's a lot of uh it's like a rotating door for his administration is because there's a lot of way that in a way pivots where you're trying to go yeah well because it's it's uh He's he's from the private sector where it's like, th- this is not about establishment people. This is about well, this is what I need right now. This is what I need right now. This yes. is what I need right now. Like for instance, the pivot from, the, I would say the pivot away from how he started everything with his base with like Steve Bannon. Steve Steve Bannon is a guy that is like it's great like to rile up the base his mindset he's a great strategist and everything but Steve Bannon is not very good when his his limitations were now that I'm in office you're not understanding that there's like a bigger scope than just my base like yes, I have to yeah. I have mm-hmm. to appeal to the Democrats a little bit yeah. I have to like work with them I can't just be like I, I I'm pro America, but I can't like be so pro America where I isolate us from like everybody else. Yeah. Trump got in there and understood. Okay, like now my scope is a little bit bigger. Yeah. I feel like Steve Bannon is just about like the American worker, the American worker, the American worker, which is great and it is necessary. But like, the scope is bigger now, so yeah. I gotta pivot away from that yeah. a little bit. You know what I'm saying? He went from a more like diplomatic secretary of state with Rex Tillerson to Pompeo, yeah. who like Pompeo is more of a we're cool, but we'll bomb the shit out of you. Like that, yeah. like more of, of a that, like like yeah. a, a more wartime. And if you notice he's and then he that's when he had Bolton in and like all of yeah. those guys, he he kind of shifted to a more wartime type of type of uh uh uh, administration when it came to foreign policy when yep. it came to foreign policy and everything like that 100 percent. 
And then he went from Sean Spicer for for to deal with the the press. Who was good? Who was good? And then he then he had uh, was a Scaramucci. That was like a few days. Like that didn't last long. <laughs> yeah. And then Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was who was very good. Yeah. Who was she, very good. She's but, more diplomatic. Yeah, but she was, I think, a little bit too classy for the press. Like what Trump needs is like somebody that's going to get just as greasy as they are. Yeah. And 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 he has seen. That that works. Like when you have somebody like if if you're gonna punch us, we are going to punch back. That's pretty much what his whole campaign was. Yeah. That that works very well. And and I would say Kalen McEnany is doing a very good job. But that does seem to be his philosophy when it comes to the people that he has with him. Yeah. Brad Parscale, like his campaign manager, it's so wild that this dude is like a social media is is like a social media uh, uh, guru, guru yeah. essentially. In a time where like that's gonna be very important because yeah. you, you won't have rallies. Like it was it was almost like damn. Like did they see this coming or what did they like? What was it exactly that made him go with dude? But also at the same time, he probably realizes. He probably realizes that, like, like everything is becoming more and more tech based. So we gotta just get yeah. the the message out there because Trump is definitely the I first. I don't see internet. anything from the Biden Doesn't campaign, like, no tech wise. Like there was one ad that was like kind of decent. Like it was it was about it was pretty much it was pretty much like they kept pulling a bunch of things of I would say like inconsistencies of things that Trump has said about the COVID-19. Yeah. And it seemed like, oh, okay, this was like a well-put-together ad. Yeah. Obviously, everybody was inconsistent about the COVID. Like, nobody knew what to do or what to yeah, expect. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know how legit that is. But for an ad, it seemed well. But that was the only thing that I really seen from their campaign that has, like, been any, any that, good. That's because they're taking the British approach. You know, and it's like, well, and what I mean by British approach is like, for like the 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 Civil War, and that's you mean not the, the, uh, the revolution. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the, the revolution. Yeah, where they're just like walking, War. walking. Up yeah, in like, line. As I like, well, no, I mean, whereas like Trump's campaign is more like, well, you're coming into this, and I have an Air Force, I have a Navy, I have this, I have that, like, and we're hiding in the trees. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This strategy. It's like this is this is. Like and, you're way beyond your death right now. If you and, think that you're just gonna walk in, and Trump's campaign, when it comes to like generating memes, doing ads, they are so quick. Sometimes, like like Biden will say something, and within the hour, yeah. like they're they're on it. Like Trump, like as soon as he saw the what Biden said about if you have trouble choosing between me or Trump, you ain't black. That was fast. He retweeted like. Within minutes, he retweeted. It was just, it was from his, it was from him, his Twitter account. He retweeted it. It was just a video and he just captioned it, disgusting. That was it. Like, but he was on it like that. Yeah. Then within the hour, the ads were like, they put like the Kanye clip and, and all this stuff is like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's like any little, any little uh, uh, ammo that they're given, they like light it up quick. That That's pretty interesting. I don't think. I've ever seen anything. Qu 
quite like that. No, he's like as I was saying, he's like really truly the first internet president. Yeah, like Obama, the internet was there, but he didn't use it like Trump uses it. Like this, this is his playground. Yeah, and and he uses it uh, wisely and knows how to rile people up. Sometimes he knows. Oh, I'm gonna say something divisive, but why am I saying this? I want to create a conversation. Online is the place where people do things like this. People and post stuff that make you think. I just saw on Twitter somebody posted a comment on the video that we're talking about, and I I think it's it's one hundred percent accurate. The guy says Biden's only platform seems to be that he isn't Trump, and it's true. Like that's his. Yeah. I'm not Trump. Vote for me because I'm not him. Yeah. Yeah, and and and, and another <laughs> That's thing, like wild. Yeah, that is wild because <laughs> I mean, well, that was, actually, if you think about it, it's a little worse than than Hillary because at least Hillary was like, I'm not Trump, and I'm also a woman. Well, I this yeah, she like, there was really nothing she, she had. Yeah, she didn't have a platform. Like the the platform was Bernie. Really, he had a platform. He had yeah, he had a platform. He knew what the fuck he was saying. He didn't like. With Hillary and Buda, with Biden. Buttigieg and and no, nah, I, I wouldn't say Bloomberg had much of a platform, but he had a little bit. Buttigieg and Bloomberg had some some stuff there, but but definitely Bernie out of all of them was the only one that had a platform. Yeah, he was he was really on the left. The last two years is really the only rock star. Like, oh damn, this guy has it. This guy has people following him for real, for real. Whereas everything else is manufactured in a way. Yeah, you're going to have followers because there's left and then there's the right. So, What happens, since we're on the subject, what happens to the extreme left now? Because I don't see Bernie ever running again. Like, I mean, another four years, how old will he be at that point? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, well, shit, there's definitely... He is not running um, I'm saying the extreme left because obviously we got the establishment. That's that's we got that's Biden, that's Buttigieg. Buttigieg obviously is like an up and comer. Like we're gonna see him. I would imagine. Yeah, we'll see him again. I would say focus on 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 a. I really don't see them going anywhere, but they do still have a, a young like 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 uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez young. In a way, hip. In a way, has tapped into Bernie, so they're gonna focus on young woman of color. Yeah, you know, and obviously, I mean, she does have that. But but people don't seem to take her very serious, though. No, like, but the thing like is, Bernie people took serious. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of if you look at what Bernie's saying, though, like, why is he being taken? You know, like at that point, you'd have to ask, well. Why was he even taken serious in the first place? Because his shit is ridiculous. Just as ridiculous as hers. So, at that point, if I'm going to go any route, it was at least let me go younger and, and, and go that way. I don't think it'll go anywhere. You don't have a market. There's no market for them. Like, what? Because you're in that in the right place in New York that you got voted in, you know? But, like, if you look at Bernie's track record, he has nothing to show for it. No. If anything, if you look at his track record, you'd vote probably not want to vote for him. But... I mean, I think th- I think it'll still exist in the fringes, but it'll be a while, and it also depends on like what happens during the next four Trump years 
because that could change things drastically in the sense that, like you said uh, many times on this show, that he's not going to be merciful. And I yeah. agree with that assessment. I, 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 think, I think more so than the next four Trump years, I think it really depends on what happens in the next two years to the midterm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's like, I think if, if Trump wins the election and the next two years with the midterm, we see a Republican Senate and a Republican House... Yeah, I think I think we're gonna see a lot of of changes. Yeah, you're right because the so-called blue wave never happened really. No. And if that was it, yeah, this is bad. God, this point. No, if the if 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 the blue wave happened, Trump would be out of office. He, yeah. They would oh, have yeah. removed him from office. Yeah, yeah, he would have. Yeah, you're right. If the blue wave would happen, he would have been removed from office. He would have been impeached and removed. Now. What I'm saying, as far as th- that blue wave being whatever it was, quote unquote, because it wasn't really a blue wave. If it, that it, was it, it shifted, it shifted. Yeah, but throughout the course of history, almost every midterm election, there's been a shift. Yeah, it's when the American people feel really uncertain about a president that you have a wave, like what happened with Obama. Yeah. They pretty much there was a red wave and they gridlocked dude. Like it's all right, well you're here, you ain't gonna be able to do shit while you're here. Exactly, exactly. And I don't see that happening the next midterm. I don't I just don't see it. And, but you gotta fight for that shit. You can't just like And and it be was because wheel. it was so gridlocked throughout the, the course of Obama's tenure that that's why you have Trump proponents like Ann Coulter that have like been left with a very sour taste in their mouth about Trump because her whole thing was like, well, the first two years you had everything you had. Uh, it was all Republican, everything. Yeah. How come the wall wasn't built? How come all of this, all of that? And I, I've, we've talked about it on the show and it's like, I, I don't know if looking back, that was a mistake you know, obviously there was tax reform. There was a lot of there was a lot of good things, but I do think that Trump wanted to come in diplomatic. I do think that Trump wanted to work with the Democrats. Yeah. I do think that Trump genuinely wanted to just do a good job. He didn't yeah. want things to be so partisan. Not only that, but I mean, those like if you actually compared, I think uh, Shapiro was comparing the last two Republican presidents he was way more conservative as far as law like bills being passed yeah it was just a, like the first two years were the most conservative years of any conservative president you know what i'm saying like more conservative than reagan so so like when it comes to bills being passed so and and you're hearing this from who ben shapiro or an original never trumper yeah so for him to be like god damn you can't really and that's why I feel like with her, it's like, well, you're stuck on the wall, but like you're not looking at the Dodd Frank being ripped up. You're not looking at, you know, what I'm saying? like our foreign policy. You're not looking at just in general what's de- the deregulation, like dumbass regulation out. Take this out. It's just a lot of stuff that I think I would, I'm, and I'm gonna be honest, like I would have paid more attention to than than a wall. Because yeah, she does seem she does seem overly stuck on the wall. On the wall, yeah, like because because the thing is too. You know, 
a lot of the stuff too is 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 uh the psychology and and and, and uh, of stuff and also not only that but but like what you allow to happen you know what i mean like you don't need like in my opinion and and we know that that like history does show that walls have worked but i also would say that if there's no opportunity people will leave so like if you actually said like this we're not going to do this like for example if california was like we're not going to do healthcare for illegal immigrants well they're not coming cuz there's no yeah. illegal you know so all you have to do is just get real strict and it's like they're going to be like oh for this what the fuck am i going to go that's very accurate what you're saying because you see even in statistics since trump's been in office you see the the illegal migration coming into the nation it's dropped drastically and yeah. then you have even some now that are actually going back yes so so yeah i think i think that's that is accurate what you're saying and not only that but like like um staff like your staff like the vibe you give the culture that's that's instilled like you could tell that like when he had those meetings with like ice officials people in the border they felt like damn you're really you're really letting us get get some real shit done yeah and like the morale boost that and when you have morale boost for for a department they're gonna go above and beyond too big time you know and that's another thing and that's what you saw like okay like when he was sitting down with them and they were actually going through what we're gonna do and having the full support of the president that makes a lot of difference and sometimes it's like well shit god damn we dropped we dropped the number so low we haven't even built and then and at that point it's kind of becomes kind of like well, should I even build it, or should we just keep shit strict? Yeah. So, it's a lot of options for for stuff like that for illegal immigration. Another thing, sort of, if we're you know, hypothetically looking into the future of a of a second Trump turn, is the more than likely Supreme Court pick. They're more than likely he'll have another pick. Oh yeah. And and so. It was funny because I was watching this uh, Joe Rogan video with uh, this guy. I never heard of him, but since then I started watching him. He's a Democrat. Uh, this guy named David Pakman, and he's he's very like I don't know if he's very pro Biden, but he's definitely pro Biden, and and he definitely is one of those people that is very much underselling Biden's cognitive decline. That seems to be evident to anybody else. And it's funny because when he's talking to Joe Rogan, he tried to uh, have Joe Rogan pull up a clip of supposedly Trump having the same thing uh-huh. at like a spasm. And so Jamie, uh, Joe Rogan's assistant, pulls it up and they show the clip and Joe Rogan's like, that's bullshit. Like, there's nothing going on there. Like, that's stupid. It's like, <laughs> this is nothing near the ballpark or the evidence that we see going on with yeah. Joe Biden time and time again it's not like this is like one or two occasions pretty much every time dude is on a major broadcast he says something the day after the whole if you don't vote for me you ain't black thing he was on some broadcast and he said i'm gonna beat joe biden oh yeah (laughs) like like it's like it's so it's not just a it's not just a a a a one-off or a two-off this is a, a very frequent thing so the dude seemed very just unrealistic in that room. Like right now, if I was a Joe Biden supporter, I would be like, this is bad. This yeah. is really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would. 
And even Joe Rogan said something along those same lines. He's like, if Joe Biden was my friend and he was a fighter, he's like, I would tell him to retire. He's like, I would be like, this is it. Like, like you know, no more of this. And he was like, he also said something that I thought was very accurate. He said, if this was a guy that you just like worked with at the job or whatever, he's like, oh yeah, that's Joe. Like he locked up or, or whatever. Yeah. He has these moments. It is what it is. But the fact that this guy is running for president of the United States, he's like, no, it's just, it's not good. Yeah. So that guy, David Pakman, you could see that he didn't necessarily want to accept that. So he's, he, that's sort of the, the, the type of guy he is. But nonetheless, I still like to watch videos and see what the other side has to say yeah. and, and everything like that. But in that talk that they were having, he also talks about how Trump more than likely will have another Supreme Court nominee. Obviously, if you have the wave where where the House and the Senate are Republican, this person is definitely going to get voted in, no questions asked. Well, questions asked, but softball-ass questions yeah. on the part of the Republicans. And the guy's worry is that this person will more than likely overturn or be the differentiating factor in overturning Roe versus Wade, which is obviously pro-life versus pro-choice. But the thing that the dude is not realizing, and I thought he like the, such a comment is very disingenuous, is the fact that, well, if you look at Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh, these are guys that are just good judges it's not it, it like maybe throughout their course of 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 their of their tenures as judges they've leaned one way but how do you know that that's just not based off of how they interpret the text like you're trying yeah. to make it so agenda based like oh trump is going to overturn roe versus wade women's rights are are at stake and all of this stuff when trump pretty much has said yeah i i'm pro-life but really like the states can handle it that could be like a state yeah. by state thing because pretty much roe versus wade makes it where abortion is federal like abortion has to be everywhere to a certain capacity now the states are the ones that have determined the guidelines yeah if roe versus wade is overturned it won't be federal anymore so now every state like is like so a state could be like well yeah no abortions here yeah is that really so wrong though like like is yeah, because that... you're leaving it up to people to vote these officials in exactly say yes or no. exactly is that really is that really so wrong uh, uh. so you know it was just an interesting little conversation but this is us kind of thinking what the next yeah you know few years could bring another thing too it's it's uh and this is just to go into that that debate even though I don't want to get too into it because this becomes a whole conversation but you know I feel like a situation like that too uh, the abortion situation has been rooted in the fact that like I'm owed something and by, like who's owed something by the person having the abortion like oh well I I, I need to have somewhere where I go I need to mm -hmm. and I feel like that's the biggest trick. That, that that just politics in general plays as having you think that you are owed something, right? Like you're owed federal money. Oh, we'll fund this. You could just go get the abortion. You could, and I think people forget the bigger picture, which is 
you are a person that makes decisions and you should live by your decisions. You should live your life according to your limitations or lack thereof, but at least you know what your limitations are. Yeah. And I feel that I people forget, like, you know, in order not to have an abortion, practice safe sex. Do this, do that. Because if you do want to have an abortion, if, if, if it comes to that situation... What makes you think that you could just tell people that their taxpayer money goes to that? Yeah, it, it will. It, it's sort of like the conversation we were having with with our friend the other day, where I made the assessment that the more safety nets are in place, the more you actually hurt society because there develops this reliance on these safety nets. If you remove the safety net. I mean, a safety net could be nice, like if if you have like a nice community or yeah. good friends. Like I, I feel like, by and large, you and I have been like a safety net for each other. Like I remember when when there was a, a discussion you had where you were like, "Damn, I kind of want to pay something off," but like if a deal comes along, and then so I asked you, I was like, "Well, how much are you talking about?" And you were like, "Well, it's this amount." And I was like, oh, well, yeah, pay it. Because even if a deal comes along, that amount, I could like make sure like you don't have to worry about that amount. Yeah. That in a way was not like you being like, oh, fuck it. I could live all willy nilly. But it was like a thing where it was like, all right, well, now I know the thing that I was worried about. I don't have to worry about it so I could pay this off. Yes. Or, or vice versa. In times where I've had a deal, I was like, damn, I'm running low on cash and you've helped me out. Those are our our safety nets, but those are like community based safety nets, which yeah. which I'm all for. That's nice. I think if anything, those type of safety nets enhance relationships if both parties operate on a level of mutual respect, not that one takes advantage of the other. But but that should be that's where it should stop. Family, friends, community. Yeah. The government need not get involved in that. Exactly. Because when you create this reliant, because there's no face-to-face contact, there's no there's no personal uh, connection there. And so what you do is by having all of these safety nets, you do hurt things. And then I went on to give an example about how you grow the economy more effectively and efficiently. Like as things go up and people start making more money, you really should make it where borrowing money gets a little bit harder as it goes up because then you you make it you make the growth more solid versus oh people have more money coming in, but then it's easier to borrow money because now if you think how we think, well that's great. Like you can yeah build an empire with that but if 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 the average person isn't financially savvy you create a very bad unstable fragile situation yeah and so we were talking about that but again that goes along with what you're saying is like if the safety net of abortion is out there on top of oh the taxpayers are going to fund it as well yeah well, that's a safety net that now people don't necessarily have to worry too much about yeah, how yep. they operate on the front end of things because on the back end, they know they're going to be okay. Exactly. And it's more rooted in, in, in individualism because it's like, well, I I get to choose the people around me. You choose people that think like you. So if, if you're a very organized person or, or this is how you think, you're going to be around those people. And then, like you said, it, it creates relationships 
that 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 are actually tested too because it's like well is this person really about that or are they not or, or this or that and, and and those are the the questions that you want answered living in a community like in, in any situation just because like anything could arise any problem any issue and and that's like that's indicative of the type of culture you've created yet you can't have that because again you've been trained to think that you're owed anything right and that's a very crazy tricky game that they have that 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 people like just oh that's my right this is my right i have the right yeah wait 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 wait. who told you this yeah you know like because when you come you could tell that to a lot of people because a lot of people won't pay attention to that shit but you come across the right one you know it's like fuck this motherfucker just stumped me because I thought I, I had this right. No, you don't, motherfucker. Like, they told you that. Like, this ain't how it is. And and you have to... And, and the way you realize that is because you, you realize that the world is bigger than you. Yeah. So, so things run differently. And you know who so eloquently formed that argument in, in just the most genius way? It was Dave Chappelle when he talked about that. When he talked about abortion and he's like, he's like, well... If you have the right, to, uh, if you have the right to kill the little motherfucker, we should at least have the right to abandon it. <laughs> but yeah. but it's so crazy because when you phrase it like that, people are like it's like oh, it's jarring to people. Like why are you saying that? That's not right. But essentially, that's what it is. Like you don't have to ask the dad like if you can abort the kid. Like there's there's nothing. The man has nothing to do. My body, my choice. Okay, well, my body, my choice. I don't, I don't want to yeah. support this, this motherfucker. Like, I, I'm out. Yeah. Like, it, it comes off as pretty heinous, callous, and awful, doesn't it? Yeah. So that's the argument that many conservatives are making. Yeah. And but it points, to, it points at the hypocrisy of it all. Big time. It's, it's very and, interesting. And, and leave it to you know a great stand-up comedian to like just frame, put it in that framework. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, Google, anywhere, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are found. Check out our music, any major music streaming platform. Type in Audio Apes. See you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.